What's up, everyone, and welcome to the 14th episode of the Envision Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Brad's Gaming, and as always, I am joined by Clownish Joe. Hello, everyone. And Triple Bravo. Howdy, folks. We are just three guys passionate about video games of different niches, so hopefully you can cover all topics and avenues for you. So today's main topic is going to be on video game culture, culture of video games. And uh, before we get into anything, we want to apologize for missing a week. It was kind of unplanned. We just all ended up kind of getting busy between. Uh, and also, we did actually sit down to record it. And <laughs> um, Joe decided to just conjure a storm in, in his area. And yeah, what was it? it? Hurricane Iba? Was that, yeah. was that the conjured storm? Ida. Ida. Yeah. yeah. There is quite a bit of flooding and stuff going around so i saw i saw a picture out in your your way i mean it obviously wasn't where you were but it it was crazy the amount of rain that you guys got yeah so i live on a mountain bravo could vouch for that so there's not much in terms of like my house being flooded or anything i vouch for that he's not lying <laughs> thank you <laughs> but like it's the, so i missed a day of work i ended up working from home so any way off of this mountain there was just like a flood in a complete circle around it so we were just like oh we stay up here we stay dry we go down there <laughs> we get big wet mm-hmm. that, that's definitely the perk of living up in the mountains but yeah so anyways now we've got uh two weeks worth of news and whatnot to talk about for ourselves so let's let's see how joe's past two weeks have been so my past two weeks have been nothing really to write home about uh one thing i thought of not just now that i forgot to tell you guys about was i witnessed a fun car crash the other day on my way to work i watched this lady blatantly playing on her phone blow through a red light and get t-boned and they spun and hit each other like three times everybody was okay got to see the jaws of life be used for the first time whoa but the lady inside the car was completely fine just she couldn't get her door open Hopefully she learned not to play on her phone, and uh, you know, thankfully she wasn't hurt, and you didn't mm-hmm. see like some wild happen. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, not too much going on. Uh, typical work, just doing some stuff around the house. Nothing crazy. Uh, been playing quite a bit of games. Me and Bravo did start and get through about half of the first Halo game. Oh, is it half already? Wow. We're, yeah, we're about halfway through. We are just where the fun's about to begin, though. But we do gotta get back on that. Played a tiny bit more of Majora's Mask. Uh, got sidetracked with some other games. Got through a good bit of Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Probably about a quarter of the way through. Obviously played a bit of League of Leg- Legends. And I did get suckered back into play a little bit of Smite, which I'm not proud of. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, just, what was it, Sunday night, I started playing God of War 2018, which I've never finished, but had these two goobers hounding me about it for the past few weeks, so we uh, got that back rolling. Yeah, part partially because of the rumors that we're going to hear. What is, what is it? The PlayStation State of Play or something's coming up, right? Yeah, yeah. Wasn't that and, like today? Uh, I don't, I don't think so. I think it's in the... Sorry, I feel like it's in a week, but I could be wrong. Um, but the... The rumors are that the God of War Ragnarok or whatever the second name is going to be um, is coming. So that's 
exciting and then you know we started talking about how much bravo and i loved it so joe's like oh i didn't play it brad you you finished it right yeah, I got the platinum in it. Like, Don't you dare try spoiling it for me. Yeah, whenever whenever Joe makes it through, we definitely have to sit down and talk about that yeah, game. Like the part where the birds nope. are doing funny things and Nope. Shut up. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Joe, don't listen to him. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. I mean I will up. ban him. <laughs> Biggles walks in. Biggles into making screen. his appearance. <laughs> um yeah, so Bravo, you Bravo. I've had a uh, had a pretty good uh, couple weeks. Um, we'll just start off with League of Legends, of course, playing that. No Man's Sky dropped the Frontier update, so uh, jump back into that. I actually jump into No Man's Sky frequently, I would say, and just play around, like do a couple little missions, go explore a planet, whatever. It's just a great game. I love that story, like the the real life, like human being story of the devs, uh, you know, releasing the game in in the state and then just sticking with it, and and really having like this this beautiful story as well as the in game content is is good. It's fun. It's Minecraft in space, you know. Yeah. And with the Frontier hey. update, I'm really enjoying uh, the new stuff, and I'm hunting for. The perfect settlement. If you don't know, the current update is uh, they add like towns basically that you can go and be like the the mayor, the overlord. And as you do missions and help people out, your town actually grows and like does all this other cool stuff. They've added more stuff to build, all kinds of all kinds of neat stuff. I'm in, uh, I'm I'm looking for the perfect one. I'm thinking, themselves out of a hole. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking about. Uh, trying to find a, a place where I can build a Fallout style vault, you know, like like you got the vault door in the side of the mountain, and then you go in, and it's like Fallout New Vegas, you know, like where you like go down in a vault, and there's like experiment rooms going on and stuff. I don't know. I don't know how in depth I can get in it, but uh, I don't know. Fallout vault is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, what else? What else have I been playing? I've, I've been, I played Smite with uh, with Joe. Actually had a pretty good time uh, with that. Grim Dawn with the boys, with you guys. I'm, oh, yes. I'm hoping yeah, we continue it. that. Uh, it kind of takes the edge off waiting for Diablo 2. So if we can plow through Grim Dawn. Honestly, Grim Dawn is a really good game. I'm, uh, I'm really enjoying it. We've played about five hours together so far. And it's... It's not too bad. I, uh, my first playthrough is pretty bad. I'm very <laughs> upset with myself. <laughs> yeah. Joe just Joe just made a bad decision and yeah. then instantly re- basically what happens <laughs> is you get to level ten and you get to sec- pick a second class. So Joe looked at the skill tree and he was like, found the first thing that even said range. He's like, here it is. Found my class. Mm-hmm. Then got to level ten and it was like. Oh, I've made a mistake. <laughs> I've made a terrible mistake. Yeah. Turns out this is the only ARPG with like two standard range classes. And he picked and, the wrong one. Yep. I picked the one that's more ability ranged. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I want Pew Pew. <laughs> uh, and I, I feel like I have to talk about Orna. Okay. I play that game every hour on the hour for about five to ten minutes. Okay. Quit rolling your eyes, Joe. Uh, but... Me and uh, the friends have created our own, basically, guild. They're called Kingdoms. And we're grinding up to, like, 
upgrade our kingdom and stuff. It's it's pretty fun. They're the main developer, just one guy. He uh, he quit his job and now Orna is his main job. Good for him. And he's updating the game. There's there's some like alpha or beta level videos of live raid battles in that game. So like you and your friends would go into a raid with you know with big monsters and stuff, and you'd have to like bring them down together, which is really really cool. So big updates coming for that game. But it helps pass the time at the at the regular boring adult job. Beyond that, just working on the bus a little bit. And I got the floor completely sanded. I've got some sheet metal specked out. I've abandoned my my welding idea. My The electricals at my house are just too bad. I, I won't be able to use a welder. So I'm going to switch to rivets. But that's it. I've been talking too long. Brad, how have you been? First oh, off, bravo. Sorry, Brad, but first off, <laughs> you have less than a month left until we need to arrive at Brad's, so you better start on that bus. <laughs> well, we're, it's probably going to be longer than that. Nope. I, as I said. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so, yeah, the uh, for me, it's been pretty wild, which is one of the reasons why we didn't record, too. Um, obviously, still house stuff, as you guys know. <laughs> but probably it's probably done i think the final date is, we're looking at is going to be um we're hoping october 1st where we could start moving in now um i have a gut feeling it's going to be before that i i am even i should be happy <laughs> but i'm like dreading i'm like no please i think it's going to land right when diablo 2 remastered comes out and I'm like, no, because so that's, that's where you got to, like, forget to turn in a paper or something. <laughs> yeah, it I I don't think it's going to happen because I I just I have a feeling that it's going to be more like that. I think it's going to be like Monday of that week. Um, the Monday before so, or after after it. So I oh, think, well, then I we're think fine. The, yeah, that's that's what I'm hoping. So my plan is if I can get everything kind of situated, we'll we'll be good. I mean, Brad's not fine because he's going to play for three days straight and then Monday's (laughs) going to come around and he's just going to like, like be throwing stuff away or like throwing it in the back of his car with no box. He's like, I'll get it later. I'll get it later. My, my plan is to prep beforehand here because I I got some time. Like we're, we know it's pretty much going to happen and it's like, okay, start packing up the basics, you know, the stuff that you don't need really necessarily pack that up, go through the stuff you can throw out and start, you know, making those decisions and getting rid of things, right? And the then I, I have to go out and buy some, I want to buy some totes to as dumb as it sounds, transfer all my video game shit. Brad, <laughs> and, it, it has been four months. Four months and some change. Yeah, yeah. What are we going to talk about whenever you finally moved into your house? That's that's the end of the podcast. <laughs> that's I'm the just end. saying, we've been down this road before where Brad told us it was happening 100%. Yeah. I'm going so to was... I'm gonna have to sabotage it. There is a chance. Okay, we were, we were actually talking about it on the phone today. Uh, and she was saying there is technically a chance that something happens and it falls through because of like something with timing like if we don't get 
so I can't remember what she exactly said. I'm going to pull a but, Step Brothers and like you guys are going to try to go observe the house and I'm going to be like mowing the yard in a KKK outfit. <laughs> oh, howdy, neighbors. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, but other, other than that, too, actually, uh, Saturday, we did like a surprise wedding and got married. Um, honestly, we did it. very. It was very small and sporadic and partially just for my grandfather. Like I, it's partially too, so we can like move in and it's like the correct way, you know, whatever. And quotes the stereotypical thing. So, because we've been living away from, you know, haven't lived together since. Um, we're like, oh, why? Might as well wait and just till we're married. So, anyways, because we're getting in the house, we're like, well, we should do it now and do it for my grandfather. But um, and going along with Joe, I actually leaving there saw the guy in front of me smash a deer and i've never in my life seen a deer fly through the air in slow motion like superman with both <laughs> his legs out straight and then it just land on the ground i was like okay is it's like are its legs broken or whatever and it just got up and ran away i mean yes it could still be like could have went and died right afterwards but that car was demolished mm-hmm. i mean holy crap i was kind of surprised how much damage it could have done um and getting to the games because i'm getting long-winded i actually played through the entirety of diablo 3 on a friday night um the last podcast um after we talked about playing diablo 2 and played the diablo 2 i was like i've just been itching for the arpg stuff so i went and played through the entirety of diablo 3 it actually was better than i thought it was going to be and i also ended up getting to level 70 just all in the same night probably took me about just shy of eight hours to do the entire thing the campaign took me about four hours i would say and it was okay it's not it's not my favorite diablo style game obviously it's a diablo game but they just missed some stuff that's all i don't know not not for me it was yeah. fun still through the first game through then uh, we played Grim Dawn, as said. Uh, I've actually got my own little playthrough that I'm doing myself, and I'm probably we're probably halfway to where I'm at in my solo playthrough, roughly. So not too much further, I would say, down the road. But it's fun. It definitely I, I like the environment and atmosphere from uh, a really big fan of these isometric ARPGs. Mm-hmm. But I. I think that I went with a necromancer and the thing I'm not liking about it is I'm not doing enough. Like originally I liked it where I was like, Oh, I could play this laid back. Now I'm like, I wish I was doing more, I wish I was more active, like involved in the combat. Mm-hmm. So, um, other ARPG I play too is torchlight. I'm doing my last playthrough of the, uh, the mage. I think it's alchemist is the name of it. So, I have a playthrough on my YouTube of the uh, destroyer and the ranger. I don't know what the, heck the ranger's name is, but whatever the range class is, I have those two already on my YouTube. So I'm recording the mage one, and then Hearthstone as usual. <laughs> <laughs> Joe and I played some battlegrounds. They did a big update to it, and uh, we've been having fun. I just can't win, <laughs> yeah. and it hurts. I finished top three once. It's fine. Yeah. Speaking of finishing top three, we didn't really talk about it, but we did play second in a clash tournament. 
Oh yeah, for League League of Legends Clash tournament. We had a lot of fun with that. Just like the competitive nature, the the fact that they have tournaments like built into the game, so cool. Gives a gives a guy something to look forward to every uh, two weeks. We went yeah, from talk me into it. Second yeah. to last to second to first in a week, and it felt good. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I don't know if you guys are trying to talk me into actually playing in the tournament or just play in general. <laughs> I would absolutely love for you to play with us. That would be so cool. Well, I don't know. I I got enough stress in my life. For Hard sure. Agree. Well, Legal, you, having you, Joe yell at me the entire <laughs> listen, I played one time with him, and not in it was a casual game, and he yelled at me so hard I went and cried. <laughs> it was brutal. Well, first oh, off, boy. you wouldn't be playing in my lane, and I only have Dustin to yell at. Yeah. <laughs> but I hate all of my supports, every one of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he hated me so much, I, I ran away to jungle. Well, I don't blame you. Yep, and I never visit his lane, ever. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, right. let, let's move on to the Guess the Prize game. Oh. All right. I've got some bangers here for you, and I've I also have an announcement. Okay, not to put any pressure on Joe, but Are you pregnant? if Joe does not pull a W out on this one, we're switching up the format. I've got I've got ideas for that, and you'll have to wait. But Joe, oh. you gotta you gotta. Because I'm so dominant. Yeah. Nobody oh. nobody likes to watch the the champ. Uh, That's why we win every year. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so, if you're new to this, we are going to. Uh, I'm going to. Name a bunch of original PlayStation games, and Brad <laughs> is going to tell us how much they're worth, and Joe is going to guess wildly. Yes. Yes, I. Yes, that is exactly what's going to happen. I don't. Okay. Uh, I feel like I'm going to be rusty because I haven't looked at games, and I don't think I've looked at a game like to buy. Since mm-hmm. we last recorded. Mm-hmm. Now the first one's gonna be a little special, okay? We're gonna start off with the with a fun one. I want you guys to check your DMs. Oh, I've okay. posted a picture. So what this picture entails is a cluster of games. We we've we've measured your ability to guess one game, but can you guess a bunch of games? Uh, plus a console together. So, <clears throat> this is a Sony PlayStation 5 Blu-ray edition with several games. I will list them off for the listeners. NBA 2K. I can't see the year, but I'm guessing it's the most recent one since it's PS5. It is. Uh, yeah. Spider-Man, Call of Duty Cold War, Rainbow Six Siege, Red Dead 2, the Crew, Motorsports, uh, Madden 2019, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 5, and Grand Theft Auto 5, complete with a headset, two controllers, the PS5, as I said, uh, and I don't know what those other two adapters are, but you guys are familiar with that. Do you know what those are? Yeah. Oh, that's a charger. Yeah, one's the, the charger, charger and the one is the PlayStation. Yeah, camera. it's it's just the full full game set. Uh, let me get back to the old Discord. 
1100 doll hairs and 1600 dollars so 1100 for bread 1603 1603 dollars for joe well you're both wrong there's no surprise so the house wins it's sold for eight hundred and eighty dollars well somebody got a somebody got a a deal okay yeah i feel like i wasn't that far off (laughs) (laughs) i i guess lower than like i was thinking because the ps5 i think by itself what probably like 750 i think it goes even for more than that i was like (laughs) mentally as i was adding it up i counted it for 850 to 900 Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I ended up doing a lower guess because I'm like, okay, maybe some because it seemed like they were probably trying to just get rid of some stuff and get get some quick cash, like instead of flipping it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, so I I think I priced the console at six hundred in my head, and then I just kind of was like, all right, a thousand one hundred. Mm-hmm. All right, so the I house added a hundred. The house has a point. Let's do a fun one. So, this is an authentic, and Brad, if you have this game, I'm going to come through this screen and I'm gonna beat you up, because I really like this one. Don't ruin it for me. If I have it? Yeah. Or if you're in the process of having yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I, I own that three times. <laughs> is it a horror game? Alright, so it is Bible <laughs> Buffet for the uh, NES Complete Inbox. I don't own a single NES game, so... NES? <laughs> yeah. It... It looks it looks really good. Uh, the perf- the pictures are even professional. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know. Very good condition. <laughs> oh, your boys guessed eighty dollars. All right. Well, since you tied, let's. The price is higher than that. I'm sorry if I just yelled into your ears, uh, listeners. Brad guesses a hundred and twenty dollars. <laughs> Joe guesses. Uh, eleven thousand three hundred ninety-nine dollars, or one hundred and thirteen dollars. The game sold for one hundred ninety-nine dollars. Isn't that crazy? So, house wins again. Yeah, that's crazy. House wins. Oh, sounds like this game's fixed for the house now. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like it. I, I would say. That that's tough because sometimes you get one of those games that are like that where even though it has like an obscure name, it could either be very expensive or, or worth like thirty bucks, complete in box. Because th- I had um, I actually had a bunch of NES games complete in box like a couple of years back, mm-hmm. and I couldn't. There was a game called Pipe Dream. I don't know if you guys ever heard of it. It's got mm-hmm. one of the worst box arts you've ever seen. It's really boring and dull. Like I sold it for twenty dollars. Like I, it was a struggle to sell that thing for twenty dollars too. Complete in box, everything. It was pretty minty. Nobody wanted it. Hmm. <laughs> All right, the next one. We're still we're still O for O for the gentleman in this one. This next one is a little special. Seems like this whole game this time is special. But I've had two weeks to uh, prepare, so you're welcome. <clears throat> this one is not sold, okay? This is your estimation of its current condition. So, I was doing some physical shopping, uh, and I came across a, uh, a a retro store here in the city, and this guy is selling a Gargoyles game for the Sega Genesis. It's in good condition. 
first off, I already know that these are overpriced as you were telling the prices of things while you were there. And this guy overprices everything. Well, you both know that. Is it complete in box or just the... Complete in box, yeah. The cartridge looks like it was maybe stored incorrectly, but it's never been opened. Like it's got a little, like the corners are a little meh. It's sealed? Yeah. A brand new one, or is it just complete in box? There's a difference. Complete, complete in box. This now I'm. I don't know if I should put another <laughs> zero on the end or not. <laughs> what did I say that confused you? Maybe I misspoke. You, you said it looks like it wasn't opened. So I see. Throws... Yeah. No. All I mean is that it's it's complete in box. I'm sorry. All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah, good condition, complete in box. Sega Genesis Gargoyles game. Brad guesses 120 buckaroos. Joe guesses 73. All right. Brad actually gets a W on this one uh, because it is selling for $140. Nice. Well, let's see what an average Gargoyles Sega Genesis yeah. goes for. Probably yeah, I, want, like, I want high. Probably like 70. <laughs> I think... I think it's actually an expensive game, though. If I, I, I yeah. don't know anything about Sega Genesis stuff, but I, I actually had this game as a kid, so I have a very good memory of the game itself. And, uh, but I, I haven't seen anything about it since. Uh, Bravo, do me a favor and go buy that for me. <laughs> is it? Is it is more? It? Yeah. So. For an authentic, complete inbox, cleaned and tested, without the poster that it comes with, it's selling for roughly two hundred bucks. Two hundred and thirteen dollars complete in box. Yeah. Oh, oh baby. So oh, uh, baby. you want to go back for me and make sure that's authentic? I will. Yeah, go. go buy have, that and flip it. I have the guy's number. He's a really cool dude. Nice. All right. So the last one we have, it's either gonna cause a draw. Or get a W for Brad. Or we're going to start an entirely new game. Or we're going to start an entirely <laughs> new game. So this is a uh, a Nintendo GameCube guide book for Zelda The Four Swords Adventure. And I don't want any bad looks from Brad, but this is from the same store. Okay. This book looks pretty good. Uh, pretty good condition. Uh, and he is selling it. Pre-owned. Hey, hey, hey. Quit looking at your actual book. Yeah, look at... I thought that Joe was actually wearing a, a Zelda Forasaurus shirt right now. No, it's just uh, Link to the Past. Yeah. But, no, I was looking over because I was like, Four Swords, what game is that? Like, I couldn't picture the box art it, in my head. Yeah, it's a Nintendo GameCube, but the Four Swords is like Link, but with different colors. Yeah, you could play it with the, like, Game Boy. Game Boy you attached to it. Yeah, yeah, you attached yeah. it to the GameCube. Mm-hmm. Do, 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 do. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you goofballs. All right. It is much higher than the $60 that you both Okay, guessed. well, then he's robbing you because I can go buy it off Mercari for 45 right now. Okay. 
Well, <laughs> this one's just for fun then because it is very overpriced, and I just wanted to show you guys this. He's All right. 150 for Brad and 135 for Joe. So, this this man, this wild man is trying to sell this for $275. Not, not even close. You can $275. You could buy a brand new Ocarina of Time one for that price. Yeah. That has never been opened. Yeah, isn't that weird? Like, he's got it behind glass in so, a solid case and everything. It's, it's so strange. So, so, I'll tell you right now. it's That is a guy that doesn't know the prices of things and what he's doing. Is he seeing a big name? Like, if he got a Pokemon game in, he'd probably do the same thing. Where he'd jack the price up probably three times what it's actually worth. Because he's like, oh, it's Pokemon. And because he sees Zelda, oh, it's Zelda. Let's put nah. it up for... I, I mean, I, I know what you're saying, but... I feel like this guy knows what he has. He he's, doesn't. <laughs> he clearly doesn't. If he he's either doesn't or he just doesn't actually want to sell it, but maybe his wife is like bickering at him like, get this off our shelves. No, that that's what I think it is. I think he doesn't really care to get rid of it, so he's just going to put a ridiculous price because he seems yeah. extremely knowledgeable about the industry. I mean, he owns his own little corner store of retro games. I, I doubt he exists, especially with uh, the current like conditions uh, in the world, you know, actually You'd be still surprised. operating. Also, be if surprised. he's putting gargoyles for like thirty-three percent under what it's selling for on eBay, I don't know. That's why. I, that's what I'm me. saying. Because you, the two examples that you showed us were drastically off of what the market value is. Which we, you know, we're we are comparing it to eBay, which is usually top dollar, but, um. Like I, the Gargoyles one honestly I could see because he could have gotten that th for like twenty bucks. He could have picked it up super cheap and he's still making good profit. Or he got a, a brand new because he's old. <laughs> yeah, that too. Yeah, but um, that that Zelda book that that makes it seem like he doesn't know really what he's doing. He's yeah, just I mean, off of names, it's here. possible. So I just sent you a link. They're selling that one and Majora's Mask together for forty five bucks. That's pretty cool. And that one is in uh, much better condition. Yeah. So from a glance. I feel like he's just I don't think he to wants to sell, sell it then. Yeah. 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 I oh. would uh, I would maybe just because I have a somewhat personal relationship with a guy, I feel like he probably just doesn't want to get rid of it. But anyways, uh Brad pulls a W out of his booty with just one point. Yep. The house takes a couple to yeah, the bank. <laughs> All right. Well, the next one will be a juicy one. We're going to mm -hmm. mix it up a little bit. Also, before before we move on, I will say uh, kind of based off of what you were saying, you're, you're, you know, he's like your buddy that owns that shop. So my buddy who owns the pawn shop that I go to often, mm -hmm. um, he he's kind of on that like line where he understands the value of some stuff, but some things he doesn't, it's like really funny. He overvalues like original NES stuff. I would say drastically because he paid like $200 for a complete, and this is a pawn shop owner paid $200 for a complete in box original super Mario brothers. And I know the whole, Oh my God, it sold for $2 million. And it was, <laughs> Guess what? It's not that. That is not it's what not the a factory worth. seal. Yeah, the game's worth about two hundred dollars. You know, and he paid, I would say, what he could probably get for it. 
Right. And, um, I mean, but then again, he does own a storefront, so he could put, you know, he could also shell it up and, uh, yeah. Like, next, Here you go. Next time I go, yeah. Next time I go to the store, I'll take a picture of the like his whole store. Uh, maybe two pictures for like one We're side and the other. Apart. Yeah, because <laughs> he he has a lot of merch that is visible but not for sale. Uh, and then he has like the racks that he's like selling stuff through. Yeah, that's actually so he has a window, um, like you know the outside storefront where you could see in the window. So he has a display of the PlayStation 1, and he has the original Croc, like, right there. But it's not for sale. Well, guess what he has, Joe? He has the Collector's Edition Majora's Mask, and it's sun-damaged because he has it right there. No! Yeah. (laughs) And it's with a one of, like, the fancier N64s. I can't remember which one it is. And it's all sun-damaged because he just leaves it in the window. You gotta he, at least like put a reprobe rocks there, if anything. Yeah, I told him I was like, "What are you doing with that stuff?" And he's like, "It's literally just there for show." And I'm like, "That's why would you put that game? Like, put some crap. Like, I don't even like a twenty dollar game. You know, mm-hmm. put Wave Race out there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that game's only worth that. That game's not worth a lot. Yeah, but that soundtrack though, that bops. Oh yeah, <laughs> play the config music. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god. <laughs> play it, Bravo. Just play it. <laughs> Just play it again. <laughs> oh god. Anyways, uh so let's let's get into the main topic, which is gonna be about gaming culture uh over the past so basically the entirety of gaming. So we wanna kinda go over roughly from the beginnings of it, like with arcades and whatnot to where it is now, where we see it going in the future, and giving our personal opinions on it too. So uh, yeah, let's uh, let's hear what you guys have to say about the OG stuff. Which obviously there were some older things too, but arcades are like I would say the beginning of it with Pac-Man and whatnot. You know, back in the eighties, so even seventies. Bef- before we hop into that, I was actually just reading about this on Twitter. The first Pong game was put into a tavern of some sort, bar, whatever you want to call it, and. It was like one of the developer's friends put out like a beta version of it and like gave it to his buddy who owned the bar. And a few days later, he got a call that it was malfunctioning. And so the guy went out to like troubleshoot, find out what was going on, why it wasn't working. Turned out it wasn't working because the system was physically overflowing with quarters. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's pretty cool. And I just thought it was a cool little story from like, the original pong like back when it was first being developed mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that's pretty mm-hmm. cool yeah so do you guys have uh memories from yourselves with arcades like did you go to them a lot when you were younger yeah the one of the towns that i lived in as a kid there was a mall there it was a really crappy mall but they did have a small arcade and we would go there and hang out and i actually like the guy that owned it ran it whatever he didn't care at all. So his like the counter with the where you turn in the tickets was uh like facing outward. So all the arcade games behind him were basically uh hidden from him. Uh, so I would go de- back there and I would uh screw with the machines and, and like try to like break them and get him to play for free or whatever, but there's some older older arcade games 
where I figured out that I could pop the back off of and cross certain wires or touch certain things and I could actually play the game for free. So I would I would do that or like stick your little child arm up the ski ball thing and like push the lever down so the balls fall so you can play for free. You uh, rebel. St- stuff like that. <laughs> and then <laughs> uh, fast forward a little bit, I had a girlfriend for a while that started working there. Uh, so I would go hang out there a lot whenever I wasn't working and I got really good at hacking those machines uh and and doing different things it was, it was pretty pretty good time i'm gonna Any stop games it. that stick out to you like from memory uh no not really just i don't even remember the name of that old game but uh yeah i i, I just probably the skee ball because it was so easy like <laughs> He just more has the memory of him being a, uh, you know, vandalist. That mm-hmm. just sit there and- okay, so here, here was my, uh, my criminal routine, all right? I would walk in, I would start on the right side, and I'd go push every single return money button because they were still using, like, real money, so I'd get quarters, you know? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'd push all those, and I'd check all the slots, and once I did that, I'd go mess with ski ball and then I go mess with the old machines and then I go in the back and pretend like I was racing or race one of the games, a motorcycle game or whatever. Uh, and then I go up front and I would try to haggle with my girlfriend at the time to get her to give me free stuff. Solid plan. <laughs> How about you, Brad? Were you in arcade? I actually was. Um, so we had a, an arcade in our mall also that it was okay. Um, and then also when we went on vacation, there was a pretty good, you know, pretty solid arcade that we went to. And for at the mall, I when I was really young, I played a lot of Tekken. And, you know, so back in the day when you'd play the arcade fighting games, you would go against other people because... They, uh, you know, you put the quarters up and you play against each other. Well, I was this little kid and I would go up and I would whoop on these adults and whatnot. But I don't think it was that I was very good. I just would, you know, had so much sugar in my system and I'd smack the button so fast. I would just, (laughs) I'd be going crazy. Uh, I don't (laughs) all. And I really don't have that much of a memory from it. Honestly, it was my mom and my dad telling me they were like, yeah, you would be on the machine like for like 30 minutes and just all these people would come up and they'd be like playing and you'd stay on because you beat them all. <laughs> I'm like, oh, all right, well. Um, and then the other one too at that same mall I played was uh, Soul Calibur. I don't remember which one it was. It might have been the original. And I always played as Nightmare. I remember that. Because he just had the big sword and he was kind of creepy looking. You know, just looked cool. But then a couple of years later in that same mall, I ended up really liking DDR, the Dance Dance Revolution games. So I used to hop on those and I would play the crap out of DDR. Um, just it was super fun. I really enjoyed it. Uh, and then because of that, I ended up buying the home console version for PS2, you know, and it was fun. I had a actually I had a really nice mat at the time. It was like padded like the so you could actually feel like the cheaper mats are like plastic. They didn't register too great. And um 
you you could easily like drift off by just moving a little bit to the side or you know down a little bit where you'd go to press the up button and you might be you know not hitting any button at all so i don't know where that mat went or what happened to it but it was a really solid mat where you can feel the actual bumps and whatnot um what do i got to do to get you to play dance dance revolution for us on stream uh i i would say in order for me to play it i would need a better mat and uh because i i have that plastic crappy mat i bought a bundle online probably seven years ago and i rebought the game that i had from when i was a kid and i i played it back then when i first got it and it just wasn't the same because it was a different mat i couldn't get in the groove mm. but I, I would do it if i had a mat that was decent all right, fair enough. I know my mission. Yep, <laughs> send send me that mat and I will <laughs> I will stream it for you boys. Maybe. <laughs> when I get in the house, I will. <laughs> but um, all right, now I'm invested. I need to get him. He needs to get into the house, not not in the house. Yeah. Dang it. I I can't imagine what that mat goes for. I mean, it, like I said, it's what definitely a higher quality one. At least but anyways, five. What about you, Joe? You play arcade games back in the day? So, uh, I've been to places like Dave and Buster's, and there's one that's a little bit closer to an arcade that's like a local shop here. But when I think arcade, I think like old school, like 70s style arcade that was just like strictly the machines with like Mortal Kombat mm -hmm. and all those type games. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, kind of, sort of. Uh, obviously, I'm a bit younger than you guys by a few years, but um, there was the local place that had some of those old school games i played a lot of like house of the dead where pretty much my go-to is like the laser shooting games mm -hmm. but i was never big into like the ticket style arcade games so skee-ball and all that if i went i wanted to play the video games <laughs> and then this place what was actually really cool about the, the place it's local it's called games Net, so i'll refer to it as that but it's uh they had like a bunch of original xboxes hooked up to like tvs and you used to be able to just go in and be like hey could i have that madden 2002 or whatever and they would just hand you it and be like how many controls you need and two and you just go sit down in an xbox in front of a tv and you just play Madden with your friends. That's pretty cool. Did you have to pay for, like, the, like say, put $5 up or whatever to play or anything? I don't remember. I was young and went with, like, my neighbor who was a few years older, so he did all the mm. money things. But That's definitely pretty cool, though. I mean, yeah, I like that idea. I do have actually one quick thing, because Joe reminded me. I totally forgot. I actually owned two arcade cabinets when I was a kid. <laughs> what the heck? So, yeah. So my Rich when <laughs> when my parents divorced um, afterwards, my mom had this friend, and he he did something with like when businesses would, like when something would close, he'd go in and he would like clean out the shops or whatever, and anything that was left over, he just he would throw out or he'd keep or whatever. He went into one business and they had a Play Choice Ten, and it had Time Crisis Two. And he just was like, hey, I know your son's into video games. Do you want them? Wow. And I was like, oh, yeah. So I had those for like three years in my garage. I was 
literally 10 years old when I but had Brad it. didn't know how to open them, so he took his mom broke playing video games in his own Yeah, <laughs> we pumped those suckers. Couldn't turn it on anymore with so many quarters in it. Uh, <laughs> but I, I beat the games, obviously, because I had them, and I could, you could pump as many quarters as you wanted to them. It was, it was awesome. I absolutely regret it, but at the time, you know, at like 10 years old, 11 years old, um, after playing it one out, then of course, all my friends, we all played it. And then once we all got sick of it, we didn't touch it forever. A couple of years go down the road and somebody was doing some work on the house. They saw the arcade machine, said something to my mom. She asked me, Hey, you want, you know, what do you, you want them still? I think the guys offered like some money and I ended up taking it. Cause I thought I was rich afterwards. Cause you know, I, got, I got the arcade machines for free and I think they gave me 50 bucks a pop for them. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah, it was insane. So real tears. <laughs> yeah, and looking back now, I mean that that time crisis too has got to be worth a stupid amount of money. I imagine. Yeah, feels bad, man. So how would you guys describe the like the views of gaming back in back in your youth? Like, what would, what did your parents think about it? What did you you and your friends think about it? Well, so what my parents think about it is very different now than it was to a point i guess my mom still isn't crazy about the whole idea and yells at me all the time because i spend too much time playing video games not gonna change (laughs) (laughs) but she and my dad both like play video games uh they're both relatively young um like early mid 40s at this point and so they both played video games. My dad was like the D&D kid that switched over to the Atari whenever it was available. And he's pretty much the reason. And my mom makes the joke all the time that I was bred to play video games. <laughs> but yeah. uh, whenever it comes to like friends and whatnot, uh, ever since I was young, obviously, I grew up with video games. So I just associated them to be normal. And all of my friends always have played video games for the most part as well um not that i like went out of my way to only hang out with the video game kids or anything because back in the day i didn't care i went home and played zelda mario 64 by myself and didn't care what anyone else did but uh i never like dealt with the people looking at me weird for playing video games like i know some people do uh and i don't know i was always like an athlete but it seemed like through my childhood and growing up video games were already like past that point of being the nerd thing and were becoming like more widely accepted. Yeah. Brad, what about you? Yeah. So, um, my, my parents play, I mean, I think my dad played Atari one time or twice, like something like that. Like when he was young, I know he said that, played it a few times my mom same thing they actually played a little bit of the arcade stuff i know my mom really liked frogger and galaga those are like her two main games so anytime i ever had anything that was involved with that i would like get her to come play she she just enjoyed it you know um but realistically they never had any experience but they knew that i enjoyed it so they never really give me any crap about playing games they like honestly let me kind of play as much as i wanted to also like they knew it was something i enjoyed and it wasn't like a 
oh my gosh, you got to get off and, you know, get out in the world because I, I did also balance it myself where I, similarly to Joe, I was an athlete in school and I, you know, I played sports, did, did kind of a little bit of everything, honestly. And just in my downtime, I played video games, but I, uh, unlike Joe, the stigma was, uh, once you get out of like elementary school, you just didn't talk about it. Like, because if you talked about it, you were like shunned into the loser nerd group. If you were, <laughs> so like, because you know, growing up, all my friends, we played, you know, Tony Hawk Pro Skater, we played Super Smash Bros. on the original N64, and um, basically the N64 PS1 and down, like, even to Sega Genesis, why not? We that was what we all played together. And um, then once like it turned, I would say it, it was like it seemed like sixth grade was like the turning point for some reason. It went from you, you just didn't talk about it because that's when the whole social circle started, I guess, um, at least for where I was. And so, I don't want to yeah. cut you off, but it's kind of funny to me that you like sports were like that to you. I played football in high school and like during our camp. So it'd be like three days two days whatever mm -hmm. and in the downtime in between somebody on the team would literally bring in like a 360 or two into the locker room and we'd hook it up to like our film tv that we'd watch like film on and study and we would just have like ncaa tournaments <laughs> in between like practices or somebody it's... brought a gamecube and we had smash bros tournaments like yeah. the football team amongst ourselves it's so weird like i i know there were the amount of video game like talk when it comes to, like high school, it was just the Call of Duty stuff, and Call of Duty to me was like not anything I was really interested in, and um like it, it I mean when I talk about Call of Duty like it, and it wasn't even talked that much like it was just if somebody talked about video games it was strictly Call of Duty that was it there was almost nothing else, so but like. I almost called myself like this closet gamer because I I was into gaming a ton, but I wouldn't say a word about it to anybody except for like a very few people that I found out were also into it. So one buddy of mine who uh, he played soccer with me and he was really into it. So we played together like uh, and he had a kind of the wide range that he would enjoy stuff kind of similar to me. And there was one other kid that he was kind of a nerd like dorky guy um but he was into it and we hung out like i had this like weird outcast group i almost call it because like we all were weird in our own ways like i was like a jock my one buddy he was like kind of a jock but more of a nerd jock because he was like super brainiac smart you know and then the other guy was super quiet but like jacked out of his mind and owned a buffalo farm <laughs> it was just weird. Yeah, it was just like this weird. And then the other kid was like six eight, with just goofy as you've ever seen. But everybody liked him for so, just right. because he was like this goofball. I've got a good question that's rel yeah. related. How many people did you guys graduate with? Ooh. Let me get a scale for how weird you are. Roughly like one sixty to one eighty. We graduated with like one hundred and ten. All right. It was a small country school. I graduated I'm, with 45 people. Yeah, I'm oh. from like 
a double A that went to triple A size school. I don't know if you guys know like some like sports mm-hmm. sizes. Yeah. yeah. So my school bounced between B and A and it was uh forty five kids? Yeah. That's uh, impressive. We it's had also we're considering this is like a, a different state. We're right. True. Right. We're sports. all different states, but it, it really sucked because I grew up playing eight man football and then we got so many people in our school that we barely met the minimum for 11 man. So my whole life playing eight man out the window, come play 11 man for us. And it ruined my high school career, but that's a different story. I, <laughs> I didn't even know eight man football was a thing. Oh yeah. I, I thought you either had 11 or you didn't play football. Oh no. Tech, uh, Texas and Oklahoma and a couple of surrounding States, like eight man is for like the smaller schools that can't that like you physically can't fit a roster uh, yeah, but but it it's that that was the reason back in the day. But now a lot of schools have plenty of kids to play eleven man if you really wanted to. But eight man is kind of a a, a prideful uh, event. Like down in Texas, they take it very 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 seriously, and here in Oklahoma, it's, it's just uh, it's just kind of what you have. Because <clears throat> I yeah. like my school, we had enough for maybe like you know, uh, two teams, right? So like an offense and then a secondary offense, barely. And then we moved to 11-man, and it's like, okay, everybody plays Ironman football, and you four guys sit on the sidelines for when somebody gets hurt. <laughs> it's terrible. But we're, we're off, off to different subjects. Okay, so we got a scale for that. So, Brad, please continue. Yeah, no, so, you know, as I was saying, high school-wise, it just really was kind of you know you're just looked down upon i i guess like just there were very nerdy people that were open about their nerd culture i would say and it just stuck with me i mean even to this day i've uh until just recently honestly i've never had my stuff out because my ex-girlfriend she was like nope you're not having any of this stuff you can't have it out or whatever which i know is isn't really so much of that but i also (laughs) wouldn't tell people about it because i'm like i don't want people to judge me because i'm still living in like middle school brad's head of (laughs) i'm gonna you know i'm gonna get beat up on the playground because i got the pokemon cards out you know yeah man it sounds like you're you've you've been surrounded by extremely judgmental people it it really was terrible bad um i i think honestly it all stems mainly from the middle school so more than anything because I I also just never met anybody that was into the same stuff. Like, until I met my, my buddy, Jamie. Yo. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Jamie, who, uh, who lives around here. He's the first person that locally lives around me that has some interest in video games that is not Call of Duty or Madden. Wow. And there's nothing against that stuff. It's just, like, I'm telling you, that is all I know. Everybody that I, that's like, oh yeah, I play games. It's Call of Duty Madden, and now it's Fortnite. You know, <laughs> like that was that was it. And then he and you know, me and him have vastly different opinions on uh game, not opinions, but just what we enjoy. He's more like Joe's alley of Legend of Zelda. Everything on oh, it's not, it's not <laughs> everything, but like it's he's like a big Nintendo guy. Gotcha. So he collects Nintendo, like uh, Legend of Zelda and Pokemon. Those are his two big things. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, but I actually did just 
literally now uh it was last week i met i i met one of the guys that i work with and he collects the exact same thing i do it's really weird well maybe you should be more open about what you collect you might be surprised yeah he's kind of <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna leave it at that <laughs> he's just he's one of those yeah he's a nice guy but it's a topic it's a subject he yeah he is i think the other thing too is and that's what i like about us and i like about my buddy jamie is i don't feel like we fit that not being mean about but there's like that stereotype from back in the day of like i i don't even know how to word it like that's what made me think about the topic yeah it's (laughs) it's just weird like i nowadays it's a little different i know that there's a lot of people and gaming in a, as a whole has just changed but like i don't like we're normal guys that's how i view it like mm. we're we're into everything like football and we could we could literally talk about anything and that's what i like where he lives and breathes only video like there there is no talking about anything else it's just yeah we're, it's like we're yeah like pushes up his glasses and actually the capacitance of the nintendo entertainment system was blah 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 and you're like oh god oh exactly (laughs) it's to a t that it's him talking about that stuff and just like anime yeah and i'm like yeah uh i don't know anyways i've been rambling a long time what about what about you bravo uh so my mother is a single mom i got two brothers uh that uh like our blood brothers i had stepbrothers and whatnot throughout the years but uh so single mom raising three boys and she is technologically illiterate which was good for us because we would say mom i want this and she would look at the back and if there was no no boobies no blood no nothing she'd be like okay that's good so like pretty much everything was on the table you know as long as it didn't say demon whatever you know you you're good <laughs> Uh, so we we played a pretty good amount of games and she act absolutely loved it because we would get this one thing and she could go work and we would just play games for you know hours while she's working and you know you, it was one of those things where it was like you watch your brother and your brother watches him and he watches you you know everybody everybody take care of everybody <laughs> hey, and then we the just Nintendo's the babysitter <laughs> yes it pretty much was but I, on top of that, we never really had a problem where we were, like, forced to go outside. We would go outside and play and just, like, completely exhaust all physical, you know, whatever. Beat the beat up the neighborhood kids, whatever. And then nighttime would come and we would go inside and we would play games until 2 o'clock in the morning. And then when mom wasn't working her uh, her shifts, you know, it was like, you boys go to bed at a decent time. And we're okay, mom, thanks. And then we would so pre- you, pretend to play or pretend to sleep you, and play. Are you picking up that Bravo is just this criminal when he was a child and he was, <laughs> he was hacking arcade machines, he's jumping little children? Uh, I will say this. I used to money? be a much angrier person. All right. Whenever I was a little kid, I was just a little ball of rage. Uh, and Same I, beer length. So before I got into ninth grade, I had moved 17 times. My mom was a traveling nurse. So I got into this habit of not caring. Man, I'm getting way off subject. But anyways, not caring. So you know that movie where it's like 
the kid is like uh, about to leave the school so he like burns all the bridges he can like messes with the teacher or whatever that was me I, w- I was just a little hellion and uh, I would fight everybody I would get into trouble all the time and then six months later I would jump schools and uh, it was just a, a thing right <clears throat> so I was like the outsider all the time when I got to high school I quickly found the outsider group uh, of uh, weirdos and people that didn't fit in any anywhere else. They weren't pretty. They weren't cool, whatever. Uh, and those guys uh, are still my best friends to this day. But I was friends with everybody uh, because I, I basically got my driver's license and I said, I am not moving schools ever again. And I stuck in the same high school my whole high school career <laughs> and I drove like an hour to school by the end of it. Cause mom moved and I was like, no, I'm going to this school. <laughs> but, uh, we, we had a pretty good time. Like it was, like I said, we were like the outsiders, right? So like a couple of us were jocks. A couple of us were like book nerds. Uh, a couple people were, uh, employed like me whenever they were in high school. So we just kind of had this ragtag group of goofballs and we would do everything. We played paintball, we played video games, we played sports, all that stuff. It was a good time. And I never felt like I had to hide. I never I mean I've never had that kind of feeling anyways. Like I I've always just kind of done what I wanted to, bullheaded even if people told me not to. Uh but we had a good time with it. And yeah, just to video games and sports and whatnot pretty good stuff it kind of makes me feel like we should maybe venture and do like i feel like we have a lot of stories outside of gaming too it's like a possibility because a lot <laughs> like there's been a half of this it's been just like oh yeah we <laughs> we're getting we're, a, we're stories in general we're, we're, stuff, which we're going uh, we're going down memory lane with the yeah. gaming culture you know yeah. But I will say this, there was a group of people in my high school that looked at it, looked at gaming like what Brad is describing, you know. If you weren't playing the latest football game or the latest shoot 'em up game, you were a nerd and you were disliked. And f- except for like the random people like me who could just be friends with everybody, uh it, it was kind of like shunned upon, you know, like oh, you got to you got to be cool and hip and whatever if you want to hang yeah, out with us. Like, I don't care about that stuff. Isn't it like, it's like what you'd see in the movies, right? Back in the day where the you got the the dork that, you know, has got the stereotypical glasses on mm. and he, you know, could barely take a step without tripping over himself and throwing his books all over or whatever. And yeah, the I, jock was like, Ugh. I uh, vigorously protected those kind of people. Because those were my favorite kind of people, like the 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 nerdy or, or the uh, the the cool group of people that were always, you know, seemed I like they got were along with everybody. It was <laughs> yeah. it was literally that. Like yeah. I I didn't I didn't consider myself to be in any group itself because everybody just like it's not even like me toot my own horn. It's just I have, and I'm still to this day this way where I just have so many interests in in life in general that it makes it makes it easy for me to hold a conversation with somebody which is why with my job where i talk on the phone and i fix people's computer they love me at my job because 
when I get on the phone with them, I'm like, hey, you know, what's going on? And I just start some random small conversation. I find out what these people like and we just go down that rabbit hole while I'm figuring out what's wrong and fixing it or installing something. Mm-hmm. And then they go to my boss like, oh, I love him. He's amazing. He, you know, whatever. Just because I can have a conversation and kind of BS my way through stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, I, I mean, I feel like that's kind of how <clears throat> all of us are. We we're just normal likable people so speaking of like old stuff i do have to say something that really bothers me and that is esports maybe Mm. i haven't done the exact timeline but it seems like about four years too soon i was i I graduated high school you know if 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 it just shifted four years my senior year we could have had like an esports team you know, like we just barely missed it where it's kind of, sort of, like I would have spearheaded that immediately if that were even a, a possibility in my school. Uh, by the way, little side note, uh, I uh, I started the my high school's bowling team. Uh, I did all the legwork. I found a coach. I did every, like I, I found the like regulations for what you had to have to be a, a, a team and I did all of it. I found a random guy at the bowling alley, and I was like, you need to be our coach. You need to be here at this time. And he was like, cool, I can do that. And The local pedophile. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, I, I knew the guy. He was really cool. He actually turned out to be a good coach. But, like, so I'm just saying, like, I would have spearheaded an esports team if it were possible. But we were just, I just, I'm too dang old. Uh, and my younger brother, you know, he's in college now. And I'm like, dude, you got to get on that esports team. You know, you, I don't even care if you're good. You just got to get on it. That's so cool. It it's so Bravo and I are close to the same age, and we both have the same experience because same with me. There was no like, as I said, I mean, even in college, which was, I would say, when I was in college, like, was about two years into college is when it really started to pick up, um, where like gaming as a whole started to just become like main culture in general um and you would see i mean that's when the marvel universe is getting big and people were actually just kind of openly talking about things you i mean nowadays you see how many people do you see walking around walmart wearing like a legend of zelda t-shirt you know it's mm-hmm. like super common explosion right? <laughs> yeah it's it's crazy so um but like it's wild because even in so i actually went to college for like i took some time off so i went to college ended up stopping and then I went back for it and finished my degree about five years later. And I'm talking like when I went back, it was like prime time. You're talking esports. Everybody was in. I found out that there was actually a local um, at, at my college. There was like a gaming club or whatever you want to call it where you can get. So I was like, all right, you know what? I'm going to show up to it and just see what it's like. And it was not what I expected, even remotely. Like, so it was basically them playing Yu-Gi-Oh and Magic the Gathering. They had another board like area with a table with board games. And supposedly they were going to have like a Hearthstone um what are they a fireside gathering which was at the time only capable of happening at a public event where you had to have at least a certain amount of people. So I was like, "Oh my god, I can actually go to one of these things because I was the only person that I knew that even played Hearthstone. <laughs> went to it, 
guess what? They said they advertised Hearthstone Fire Inside Gathering. Nobody played Hearthstone there. Oh, and <laughs> there was no video games. Not it, so it was exactly Brad, what Brad I showed up with the leather jacket over the shoulder, you know, with the two fingers hooked in. You hey guys, you here to play Hearthstone? And they're like, what? He's like, oh, you guys here to play to play Hearthstone? Like, oh, you're really funny. Come join us. We're playing Magic. And he's like, yeah, yeah, Magic, Magic. That's that's what I meant. Yeah, hides Hearthstone loot and t-shirt. I, I brought my. I'll tell you, I brought my laptop and I set it up, hooked up to the internet and everything. And I was kind of like waiting around. I went up to like the organizer. I talked to him. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's going to happen. You know, the fireside gathering is happening. And he was the only one that knew what Hearthstone was. But it was only him and I, but he never played it. Like he he like had a basic account. He was like, oh, yeah, I, I tried a tutorial, but I haven't gotten any further than that. That was like the extent of it. I was like, all right, well, I. I hung out and I ended up <laughs> just playing like two games by myself that I left. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I actually uh, uh, went to the uh, so I went to Oklahoma State University and they have an IT like branch, uh, and I went to their campus and they had LAN parties where they just like filled the gym with tables and like they brought pizza and people would just bring their PCs and hook up and and play games and stuff is pretty cool we did that i think twice in my college career but uh, why didn't i have this <laughs> i don't why, know why did i have the <laughs> gaming club that was centered around Yu-Gi-Oh? <laughs> <clears throat> i don't know man that it's terrible said video games and i went th- i went to two of them and both of them were just Yu-Gi-Oh. pretty much Yu-Gi-Oh was like the thing you're a Yu-Gi-Oh fan let me tell you all right i thought yeah. of another my... oh go ahead joe my college didn't really, I mean, we may have had like a gaming club or whatever, but everyone just had their own PlayStation 4 or Xbox One at that point. Mm. And like, so how our dorm was set up was uh, the first floor was all dudes, the second floor was all chicks, third floor was all dudes, whatever. But um, our one, like couple of our friends had like the room right next to the door, which was like the biggest room. And so we all would always be in there hanging out because it was the most space and you didn't have to or you didn't have to fight and walk around campus to like find a better place. But uh, we ended up all like setting up our Xboxes and PlayStations and all and whatnot in there. And we'd all have our different games we played. Like uh, I was big into it would have been Destiny and like NHL at the time. And then turned out all the people I hung out with were like the club hockey players or their friends. So we were all big hockey fans and we had nhl and like we started the ultimate team and i kid you not that game had to be on like 20 hours a day with somebody playing ultimate team so i'd wake up in the morning well i say morning but afternoon before my classes i'd go knock out a few games of ultimate team and then i'm like all right i'm gonna head to class and then here comes tom walking in from his class he's like oh you heading out i'm like yep heading to class he's like all right i got the next set and he Mm -hmm. he grabs the control plays a few games and then Halo Master Chief Collection released, and we were just full man Slayer teaming it. <laughs> now, it, does it make sense to you too, as of why my gaming habits are the way it is, which is I play everything solo and alone after hearing all this? <laughs> yes, and we're trying to break you of that. Yeah, is it like it makes total sense? Like hearing about <laughs> like 
We're trying to break you of that by sending you to the top lane of League of Legends so you can play solo <laughs> and all alone. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to... What I'm going to do is... You guys can have me play. I'm just going to not be on Discord, though. <laughs> I had to drag Brad into Discord in general, kicking and screaming. Look at how far we've made it, Brad. You're rowing up. Somehow, yeah. Joe came in... Joe came into my uh, stream, and he, that's that's how we all met. Was Joe's Joe basically popped the into center our of stream. It. Yeah, and Joe decided to prank me with some other guy, and he told me he was like top ten in this game called Eternal that I was just trying out <laughs> for the first time, and he convinced me to craft a terrible card, <laughs> saying Jeez, it was all amazing. of his points. Yeah, <laughs> just so. Craft- Craft like eight of these. You can only put two in your deck, but you need eight. Yeah. So after after I did that, I've never forgiven forgiven him. You think so? I'm plotting my revenge right now as we speak. Oh man. <laughs> he thinks he's gonna PlayStation Vita, but he's actually getting a pile of dog doo doo. <laughs> <laughs> little little poopski in there. <laughs> oh man. But we've been yeah. off topic for the majority of this, this is this is the whole topic baby a whole I told topic you. you know we're gonna <laughs> instead of it being the vision gaming uh it's gonna be episode one of the envision podcast we'll just call that. <laughs> <laughs> uh unless you guys got anything else to add with that um there is also cosplay i mean do you guys have you even seen any of this in person or experienced yeah. any of it oh yeah yes okay I would like to I live in my own world, as you know. Wait, wait, let me let me start this up. Yeah. So I know one guy uh, in early college that did cosplay. He had a tail and ears, and he never took uh, them off. I think this is called a furry. <laughs> is it Sonic Fox? <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead, Joe. Uh, I actually so Pittsburgh has like big conventions. Um especially furry conventions, but that's a side note. <laughs> but we do have, like, anime conventions and, like, gaming conventions and stuff like that. And so there's people here that are all into that, and we're kind of becoming, like, the hipster city of the East at this point. So um, it's not uncommon. Uh, I know I used to work with a guy who, not just particular to, like, video games, but he did, like, costumes in general. And this dude easily could have gone professional. He made a Dead Space one. Like Isaac, what was it? Isaac Clark, Clark, whatever. Yeah, but like full lighting, it like almost game, like perfect, and it was so cool. And I didn't like see it in person, but he had like pictures and videos of it. But yeah, I think it's a cool thing. Uh, I think people are wild and how dedicated they get to it and how much money they put into some of these costumes. But I just think it's a cool thing, you know. If people like doing it. I'm not one to tell you how to spend your money or your time and go for it. I think it's awesome to look at. I would love to find a cosplay that I would fit into without having to shave my beard. And I've, I've, I've thought about it. There's a couple of people out there, but I really, I would really like to go completely like do a cosplay as best as I could. And and then go like compete at like a like some kind of convention or something. Get on that space so. marine one, dude. Go to like Comic Con or something like that, and actually, you know. Yeah, I think it'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, think I so I have never seen anybody dress up in any cosplay or do anything like that. You've never uh, been to a convention. 
No, I've never. Bro, we we gotta go. We gotta find one, I, and we gotta go together. Have you not Bachelor listened party. to anything I've said where I've done almost nothing that comes? I figured. To, like, I figured you've Brad, gone to a convention, even if it's by I, yourself. You just go we're to like nerdify. <laughs> no, living I, hell out of you. So the the closest one that uh, for convention wise that is um, in Syracuse, New York. There was one. So. I actually was going to go with my buddy Jamie. We were going to go to it one time and and ended up landing the exact same weekend as something else. Like we had some party, I think it might have even been like a Halloween party. It might have been like right around now. And his his wife was throwing a Halloween party and that was we're like, well, we'll go to the Halloween party instead because obviously it's your wife and. I didn't want to go by myself, so I was like, yeah. So, Brad, I have a question for you. Yeah. Bravo and I intend to do this. Would you go to League's Worlds with us next year, which are going to be in North America? League's Worlds? Why Why would League I World? go to that? I haven't even played League of Legends. Because it's just... You'll be surrounded cool by other nerds who, yeah, yes, all are about League. Yeah, they're you obsessed with I mean, with you League, deal but... with us, so you know enough about the game to like, I go mute and be you like... Guys. I know, but still... It's like it's more of like a party at the same time. No. Like there's all the cosplaying and all that fun stuff. You get it all in one. We'll just jam you into the nerd. Well, I was gonna suggest. I was gonna suggest we try to convince Brad's brand new wife that he should delay his bachelor party for like basically get like an IOU, <laughs> and then we, and then we go to some place like Vegas or something and do like a, a real uh, convention with just hundreds of cosplayers. And just Dude, we're doing a drag bread <laughs> kicking and screaming again. He just doesn't make anything easy for us. I okay. I would be willing to do like if it was in the northeast or something like that, I think I would be willing to do a like a Comic Con or something like that to go check out that's we go to PAX East. PAX East, yeah. I think I would probably go to that. Yeah. Because that's a little more generalized. Like if it's something Kind of like, for example, Rocket League, right? Rocket League had that convention that you went to Bravo. And my buddy actually went to it also. That it was, was it school. was Worlds. It, it wasn't a convention. It was it was well, the World Championship. But yeah. S- similar similar thing where just a bunch of people were gathering for a specific event. It was it literally um, the best sporting event I've ever been to are the the two uh, uh, Rocket League World Championships. Because literally mm-hmm. every single person that went there is a fanatic about it because they, they obviously love rocket league and it's a, like a niche thing compared to like NFL or whatever. So everybody is just pumped for that thing. And that's what you're, that's the energy that you're going to get. Even just going to a comic con, it's a bunch of nerds that are just there to hang out with other nerds. And it's a good time. X East early March in Boston. I think what it is, I I think what it is more than anything else for me, is it's all about like being with the people that you're with. Like if I went alone, I think I would hate it because even though I'm into th- this like cult, like I am very very into the gaming culture and whatnot. But I am I've I've just bred into being a solo by myself. Like like Joe said, it I it took every ounce of me to get on here because I just felt weird because like my whole being is like. I play by myself. I don't really like interact with too many people, it, which is kind of funny that I even did streaming. I but, know. Um, I 
I don't know. I, I think it would be more fun. Like, I don't think I would enjoy even Comic-Con or PAX because of what's going on. I think it would be because I'd be, like, hanging out with you guys. That would be it. You know what I mean? That's fair. Yeah, but then we're going to be having a blast and force you in to have a blast. And I think we go to PAX East in March. Yeah, because I'd just probably be drunk. <laughs> I mean, you and I both probably was babysitting. Mm, yeah. I will. I'll make sure I'll, you have I'll, a great time. Some, I'll get my I'll get my wife to go there. She'll be like, "What the heck?" You she's should... uh, she's honestly she's pretty cool and she likes some stuff. If it so, I can't remember. Is it it's good that you or... think she's cool because you're married to her. Well, I, in the sense of like nerd gaming. No, stuff, I know what you meant. <laughs> yeah, like when it comes to nerdy stuff, she doesn't know a ton about it, but she's um. She's very accepting and doesn't like it. She doesn't care what I do from that sense. But I I could see her depending on what it is getting into stuff. And um, if PAX, I don't know if it's PAX or Comic-Con that has like movies and Marvel stuff also involved, but she would be into that stuff. She loves like TV shows. And so nobody, no, nobody's going to like stop you at the door because you're dressed up in some weird way right like people people gender bin cosplays they mesh different genres together like it's it's just the wild west it's whatever creativity people want to come up with that's what yeah. it is you know like so so yeah there's marvel stuff there's there's uh you know different video game stuff <laughs> i've seen people dressed up as like the strangest things from video like the most niche things from a video game and you're like what are you and he's like i'm the book that was on the shelf in the skyrim in this building and you're like okay cool bro <laughs> you guys want to go to comic-con this year it's literally a month from today uh, in sure, new york surely it's sure there's a zero percent chance that that's happening with me with the house closing <laughs> yeah it's fine I don't from mind. today <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll we'll delay diablo it, it's fine <laughs> yeah you're gonna be lucky to get me to go to a thing it's in boston a, with an you. option we're just we'll just pick you up they have tickets <laughs> for the comic-con yeah yeah wow i would think a, like new york would be sold out so close hmm. but yeah, anyways <clears throat> uh back I don't to know where we are back on subject here I do have to say this uh, from uh, one of the goofballs in the Envision community. Uh, Sushi and Donuts gave her opinion on the gaming culture, and she said she's really happy that it's not all about dudes anymore. Like, the, it's not focused directly towards dudes. Like, gaming commercials aren't like, <laughs> like some guy, you know, getting all the attention from ladies for whatever stuff or, like, being blatantly sexist in commercials. Like, we've come a long way. And games, you know, women are starting to be more involved in gaming. Not so much in the esports yet. There's still, I think, some room to grow there. Uh, quite a bit Absolutely. of room to grow there. Like the the all female League of Legends team. You know, they they were kind of like <laughs> uh, shunned out of the community or out of the professional community, which sucks. But there's other reasons around that as well. But you know. Stuff like that. So there's definitely room to grow, and I hope that it that it continues to improve. Uh, but you know the the uh, uh, Bethesda, not Bethesda. Um, uh, 
I'm drawing a blank. What's that company that just had all the the bad PR for treating Ubisoft? their No Blizzard? Blizzard, Blizzard. Blizzard. Yeah. I, I kept thinking of Battle.net. I'm like, who are they? Yeah. Uh Blizzard, you know, that treating their employees uh poorly and stuff. So there's definitely a lot of room to grow, but it has improved over the years. Yeah, I mean, even like us playing with some of the ladies who were in a Discord and hopping in games, like every once in a while there's that one guy who once they use voice chat, it's there's a girl. <laughs> oh yeah, like like friends and like girls in the discord like i don't want to talk in game because they'll know and like that changes the the way they interact with you you know it's like oh, okay yeah 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 but that part of that's just and, the anonymity that the internet brings you know like somebody figures out that you're some like minority or something they're gonna they're gonna poke fun at you and it's terrible but that's just like the poor culture of the of the internet because you're anonymous you yeah, <laughs> and hopefully it changes and more people become accepting because, you know, a lot of the games I've played and the chicks I've met in gaming are all pretty cool people. And there's just literally no reason to be like, oh, there's a girl. Will you be my girlfriend? <laughs> that's that's right there is more of what <laughs> I remember and ex- have like seen happen because when I was a kid playing Diablo 2, um, we had a girl that was like kind of in our little group that we played with. And it was basically that way of anytime anybody found out it was a girl, they all were losing their minds. And, you know, basically the old way of like, let me hop in the DMs kind of thing. Yeah, it's you know. pretty wild. I don't know. Uh obviously don't support people going out of their way and making the comments they do as i have a younger sister who likes to play video games but luckily she doesn't deal with like the toxicity of it because she'll play like gta online and just blast music and not pay attention to any voice comms and just run around shooting people yeah that's it's probably not a bad way to do it (laughs) (laughs) as far as like the gaming culture goes i have to i have to comment on the actual in-game characters and how the personalities of those characters have evolved over time where you get like uh, main protagonist females that are just uh, they're just badasses on their own and they're not they're not the main protagonist uh, because they're a female like because they're just a lady you know like the best example I can have or that comes to mind is the Mulan live action movie versus the cartoon. Okay. The cartoon is a person in a, with her family in a bad situation. She doesn't want her father to be basically be sacrificed to the wolves. And she goes off to represent her family and her country in a war. And she, she develops over time to be a great soldier and a great person. And she, you know, does this crazy arc and to become a better person, better soldier. And then you get the live action Mulan movie and it's just girl power. She's ultra powerful from the beginning. She just has to learn to drop her, uh, reliance on other people and just be who she is. And I feel like the first story is much better than the second. So whenever games or movies do that, where they, 
like the center point is the fact that they're a woman. That's not good. It needs to be the center point is they're badass for this reason and, and they just happen to be a woman or they just happen to be whoever they are. Like it doesn't matter. I, and I, w- I would like to see more of that than Joe's giving me a face. <laughs> I'm giving you a face because I, so I get what you're saying about the new movie and she like is powerful before. And, uh, the old movie is just like blatantly sexist and racist from top to bottom, which obviously comedy was different back then, but I'm going to make the argument the complete opposite. I mean, I'd definitely be more looking at it. Like we'll compare the original Tomb Raiders, which were like the big ones, the girl with the big boobs, the triangle boobies. (laughs) And then we take that and we compare it to something like horizon zero dawn, which is Aloy that not, very sexualized, you know, completely covered up mm-hmm. and just a badass in general. Mm-hmm. That's also a good example. Mm. But going yeah. back to the cartoon Mulan, uh, at the beginning, it is blatantly sexist and blatantly racist, uh, but her own squad learns to accept her for being who she is because she's proven herself as a warrior. So they all become better people at the end of the movie. Which is a which is a much better story than the live action one. So it's definitely a good Disney movie, but we're not comparing. I don't, do you do, do you see what I'm saying? Like her squad, like what you're saying, "Be a I'm, Man" is a is a song in that one. And I under Mulan. They the accept her. Is like my second favorite movie of all time. So I completely understand how the movie works. Yeah, but it's. The live action is way more true to the historical lore is the difference. So they're not comparable movies to me. One is a Disney adaptation and one is a Yeah, movie. I'm not comparing the like all I'm comparing is is the the main character arc where the one arc the person grows over time and the other arc is the live action where she literally is the same from the beginning to the end. She just learns to cut ties with her reliance on other people. It's a much better story in the beginning. That's all I'm saying. That's my opinion. And I'm sticking to uh, it. Ba, ba, ba. I, I get your point. Like, I understand the point, but I don't see where that ties into what we were going at. Uh, I've never seen Mulan. <laughs> get him out. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> it, it ties into the point because I said that I would like to see people represented for being the people that they are rather than the gender that they are. And we were talking about okay. ladies. Okay. Let me, let, me take a, let me take a second here. Stab at this. So you can't, you never um, saw the movies. I'm not, cause I'm not going to talk about movies because we're talking about video games anyways, video games. So there, there's the whole movement um, that that's been going on where like the, the representation of the, what, you know, whatever it is that you want to talk about, like trans people in video games or like for some reason, people feel like nowadays there needs to be a equal representation of a straight white male to a, maybe somebody who is transgender or like, yeah, they, they have people, like a quota to fill. 
Yeah, like everybody was blown up about the Last of Us Part Two because they were like, "Oh, they only made um, they only made her trans." I can't even remember what her name is right now. Um, uh, I beat the game. What what is her name? The the girl with the big El- muscles. Ellie and. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you know what I'm talking one? about. Yeah. Yeah, you you know what I'm talking about the girl with the big muscles. So, um, they they're making a big deal about her being trans because or. Saying like, oh, they they made her trans, which she's not even trans. That, but before the game came out, they were like, they Neil Druckmann had a quota; he had to have trans. Like there was, he was making a point. This that stuff. But it's like, uh, for some reason, people feel that way. But to me, it's like, and I understand that I am a white man who is straight. That people look at me and be like, you don't know anything because you you don't fall in the other categories, but. I've never looked at a game and been like, I'm playing as Tomb Raider and I don't feel any connection because she's a woman. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm playing as Laura Croft. Like, I don't feel the same connection to Kratos because I'm not this jacked dude that is a god that can punch a boulder in half. Or, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it, I, I don't know. Like, I play a game for like an escapism that I enjoy the stories. I have fun with them. It's you know whatever it is it's not like it matters i understand some people it might but i've never fallen in that category where it's been like oh i don't i don't relate to laura croft i can't play tomb raider games like the tomb raider games the remakes are some of my favorite games of all time they're phenomenal i for one like typically stray towards if i have the option of a male or female character i just pick a female character it's just different. smaller hitbox oh so i mean <laughs> <laughs> Some games, yeah, but like I don't know, it just feels different to me. Like, I don't, because most games were centered around dudes, and because it was catering towards more dude gamers, it just feels fresh playing as yeah women I, characters. I, 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 I pick women characters more often than men because I'm gonna be looking at them for the next eighty or hundred or three hundred hours or whatever playing this game. I would much rather look at a woman than a dude. So, yeah, I'm going to pick a woman. That's my logic. I would say, for me, it, like there is no rhyme or reason to how I do a character creator. Um, if I'm playing like NBA 2K like 20 or something like that, like say I pick up a basketball game, usually I play that and I'm like, oh, I'm going to make myself. But yeah. if I play an RPG, then I'm like... It, it like almost depends on the the class role because that's fair. It's, it's not even so much of like oh I care like not that a female can't be a warrior or if I it's just like when I think of a tanky dude I'm thinking of this big burly guy that you know is wearing the heavy armor and it's it's just like the image that you have in your mm-hmm. in your head mm-hmm. where if I'm thinking of like some sneaky stealthy like bow and arrow class I'm thinking of a female who you know, is quieter and lighter on her feet. And I think that's exactly why I straight more towards the female characters in most of those type of games. Yeah. And that's, it's that's logical. It, that's good. I like but it. Then it. It's not even a, I don't know. Sometimes I'm just like, ah, I don't know. I'm just feeling like the, maybe it's like the model in the game. The females just look better. Like the, yeah. they like messed up the male's face and it's like, all right, well, oh, <laughs> here's a good one. If they don't have a good beard, I'm like, ah, well, there's no need to be a dude, so I'll just go yeah. be, be a lady. Be a bearded lady. Be a bearded lady. Why don't we have that option in most video games? 
Huh? It's a checkbox. Okay. Let me have the option. <laughs> all right. So we've been all over the place this episode, but I really like it. So uh, we'll just keep going. So where do you guys see gaming culture going in the future? Like, where would you like to see it go? Okay. So where do I see it? And where do I would I like to see it are mm-hmm. almost one and the same, but have slight differences. Where I do see it, I eventually see contact sports as a whole becoming obsolete. So like American football and all that, I see eventually going out the window and it becomes eleven on eleven, basically Madden tournaments. Uh with, you know, using robots to play or whatnot. So then it becomes basically a video game that somebody's playing, controlling their robot and going down that road obviously that's quite a bit down the road but i realistically see that becoming the next big thing with issues with you know cte and concussions and all that i see eventually the sport will die off it's inevitable to happen just like every other sport do you think that's do you think that's something that's going to happen in our lifetime though depending on how fast technology goes potentially uh, probably towards the latter half of it, I'm obviously, but I don't think it's something that's unreasonable to like visualize in our lifetime with how fast technology has grown. I don't think that physical sports are going to go away entirely, but I think their budget and their profits are going to be reduced, which means that the player salaries are going to be reduced because you're going to have esports that are that become equal or larger than the NFL or than, you know, whatever. And people like us are going to be watching the, the league of legends world championship more than we're going to be watching the NFL for once or, or for one thing, uh, league of legends is, you know, group stages over, over weeks and weeks and weeks just for worlds and the NFL, like you go watch the super bowl, you know, mm-hmm. and a lot of people only watch the super bowl. Partially, so, partially just for the commercials, but what you know, you know yeah, what I'm saying. So like, <laughs> I get that, but I'm gonna make the argument that the group stages of the NFL go for a month as well. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. So to a point, yes, but like League of Legends, uh, what was it? Their last year or the year before his Worlds? I don't remember when we did the episode, but it outdid the NBA, NHL, and MLB. Like, mm-hmm. Well, they also finals. have yeah, they also have the world stage versus just yeah, America. Sure. <laughs> but I, yeah, I think the only thing that's tough, which I know that television is kind of dying in general because people just go get the subscription to whatever service they want. You know, if you want to watch Disney stuff, you go buy Disney, right? Like Disney mm-hmm. Plus, and. Um, I, I think that that is definitely the way it's going. It's just weird. I know that they had like the ESPN um, stuff where they were broadcasting like esports in general. They still do. I think it's I, I just think it's going to be tough. Like. I can't imagine like my my stepdad or my mom or ever sitting down and watching. Well, I, yeah, that. I my, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. But when so we get it, older. When we get older, we will watch those games, and our kids will watch those games, and like, because we'll all be, we'll all, we will all it's relate to that, shift. you know. It's no yeah. different than your grandfather wa- listening to baseball on the radio compared mm-hmm. to your dad watching baseball on TV. 
you know, I yeah. gotta say, like, if ESPN started playing esports more mainstream, I would I would buy a, a an account. You know, I I would subscribe to that and watch it, and I would go to sports bars and watch those games with other people who are interested in that. I think that is so freaking cool. ESPN. I think it is the coolest concept, and I would love to open like a sports bar yes that has like an esports section i think it would be so cool yeah you think you need though it to be on i mean technically you could just stream a twitch stream right like just right yeah, you definitely could but the production quality of espn compared to bob down the street who's streaming the live casting from his mom's basement so so there is that joe but there's also the what that represents, right? If ESPN is playing Rocket League or League of Legends or Hearthstone on the on the main screen at Dave and Buster's or whatever, that's a that's a reflection of where the culture shift is at, right? That means that it's it's made it to the big leagues, everybody's watching it, and you you know the, the culture is where where it is, like it's a reflection of that. <clears throat> so that that's what I really want. All right, boys, gather up. Come on down here to Pittsburgh. There's plenty of bars for sale on Southside since the old world state. And we'll open an esports bar. I would love to do that. Okay, who has who has the me. best credit? Brad, I'm looking at you. You're married. <laughs> hey, Brad, I just heard about your interest rate on your home. So, uh, yes. Hey. You want to hear about my interest rates? Uh, you I'm falling asleep. I'm falling asleep. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think the thing for me that makes it tough is there's, I mean, we could, our view of the future could be a lot different for one another. Like, I'm thinking of future more like, a little bit closer, I think, than what Joe is thinking. Like, Joe might be thinking of, like, maybe, like, 30 years down the road or something. I'm more like, all right, in 10 years, when is there going to be, um, like, I don't think football is going away in, like, 10, 15 oh, years absolutely or anything. Not. You know, like, I, and I think the thing is, while, yes, something like, we'll, we'll use League of Legends, I think League of Legends has a place to be broadcast and you know maybe on like a, a main you know screen but i don't think that you're gonna see like a fifa or madden tournament get to the popularity of regular just dude okay hear me out hear me <laughs> out all right because this has bothered me for so long okay the super bowl we'll use for an example madden games 11 on 11 however it would work to play that type of game why don't they have like a tournament of this going into the super bowl like the week saturday before they have like the finals of the madden super bowl like just 11 on 11 esports tournaments or it could even be something like during halftime of the super bowl or during like the third quarter intermission just like keep us like Bring it in. Yeah, like, bring get turn. get the kids excited. Like I'm thinking like a boomer, okay? Get the kids excited about the game and then the next week they would go watch the Super Bowl and they would they would be hooked on the real football and you get more customers. Yeah, then ESPN, like, listen to us. <laughs> then like so FIFA World Cup, you have all FIFA is like one of the top selling games in the world always because yep. it's soccer and everyone likes soccer. 
take have like regional tournaments for each country whenever they do the world cup all these different esports teams come from their country representing we have an american fifa team whoever wins the american tournament mm. goes to the fifa world cup where it's <laughs> happening in france they all go to france <laughs> and like have a world cup of like esports and i think it'd be so cool i do and, i agree like just piggyback off what's already there and just bring in like the modern thing and it's literally just like yeah. free money <laughs> have people don't watch have the professionals who are in the game shout cast and they're like oh they're having me kick and pat <laughs> oh wow i'm doing really good i hope i perform that good tomorrow at the regular game or whatever you know you i just think it would cool be stuff. so so cool to have like the full teams like i've i played like uh with dusty we did like FIFA 11 on 11 squads. You could just play online 11. And we had a full group and it was so much fun. And like to see that at the highest level and like at a World Cup event, like during downtime when there's not actual matches happening, just throw on like America's esports FIFA team against New Zealand. It'd be so cool. Hey, I, I have to say that one of my, some of my favorite memories is playing FIFA with a bunch of friends i am terrible at fifa but they would they had a whiteboard with the with the with the tournament bracket and they would play against each other and i would lose in the first game like i'm i was the buy <laughs> but i loved watching because they would get drunk and they would yell and hoot and holler and i'm like what's this rule why did you get a flag there you know like i but i loved watching it and that's yeah, just we like did the same thing with nhl mm-hmm. games here yeah so, all right, I'm going to, I feel like I have a perspective of a boomer right now. Oh, boy. So I'm going to, I'm going to throw something out here. Um, I feel boomer like it alert. Be, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel like it, it's tough, though, from a sports perspective as I, and I know that Joe, you know, played sports and whatnot, too. But like for me, like basketball is the sport that I know the most and I've played the most. So like just using that as a perspective for myself i like i don't even care for watching nba or college that much because like for me the the aspect of sports is playing it so like if i can go out and play the sport that's like what i want to do and then it's like okay if i'm gonna i'll like i don't mind watching sports i know that i'm different in that aspect because everybody loves you know watching football and basketball and whatnot right but like I'll watch it, but like I feel like it's just another level down of like me watching like somebody play NBA 2K, whatever you know. Like to me, I just part of it is the fact of watching the guy going off or like dunking over a dude. Like he physically went, jumped over the dude's face, and dunked him. Uh, you know, dunked the ball, right? Sure. Something like that. Versus it's like watching somebody who. It's not that it doesn't take skill or whatnot. It's just like, I think that that's why I don't know if anything like from Madden or NBA or FIFA is really going to do much other than maybe like hype up the sport in general. Kind of like what you're saying of like, yeah, it literally just brings in more viewers, like the people who care more about the esports aspect. So the nerds who just Mm -hmm. don't follow basketball, but love NBA 2K that are going to watch for that. And then there's like, you carry over. Then there's people who, you know, are like my dad who doesn't even know that there is esports until like last week, yeah. but we'll watch every football game every Sunday. And then like 
you know, if you randomly throw in like an esports, he's going to look at it and be like, what? People are getting paid to do this? And like, he's going to watch it. Mm. More Why aren't it's you funny. getting paid to do that, Joe? <laughs> I, I will say, though, so this is back probably eight years ago or something. One of my ex-girlfriends at the time, she, so I threw on Twitch. It was a Street Fighter 4 tournament. And like, she's not she's not into gaming at all. She knew very, very basic stuff, you know, but she like I threw it on because I'm like, OK, you know, it's a it's a fun thing to just watch in general. And she sat down and watched it with me, like over the course of three days, just watching this like tournament unravel because it was kind of fun. You get the casters. They're getting all hyped. Everybody's yeah, yelling. This exactly. And that. Like, so it. I but like I said, I, I think it depends on what it is. Like because visually, I think what it is is it's stimulating. You know, one you got the auto the audible part of it where the it seems like the Street Fighter ones they're just off of memory. I haven't watched in a while, but like these commentators usually get very hyped up. They're they're amplified. They're kind of over the top, and they get you going. And then you're watching these two people fight, kind of like MMA style, obviously, but cartoony, and it. It's like the visual aspect of it that you're enjoying versus. um, So I I think it very is dependent on what game is being played. I I don't think I agree. And I tell you, yeah, Hearthstone, for example, like Joe knows for a fact. I like if you watch Hearthstone, like and this is somebody who I'm a huge fan of it. Like to hurt yourself. I want to gouge my eyes out watching Hearthstone like anything from a competitive level like these people look miserable they look like they i mean it might be the last day that they're around like i don't even know it it like it's just some of the most brutal thing to watch so it and hearthstone is i think a relatively large card game like it's not like it's a small thing that nobody knows but it there's going to be something that has to happen i feel like for uh, certain games to blow up. I don't think anything like an everything that's esport will. I got a no, tangent. <laughs> I don't think everything will. Like League is hard to follow if you don't play League or know yeah. what a MOBA means. Uh, but games like I know Bravo said it before on the podcast Rocket League. My grandma can sit down and understand. Ball goes in net, you get points. And then obviously all of the sports games. Anybody who's a sports fan understands how the sport works. And I I, I don't think... So I agree with both of you about the it's particular to the game. So I don't, if they were to play like 2K before an NFL game or something, you're never going to pull the number that you will for a League of Legends. But you will pull more interest because it is that game. Like even the old geezers might watch an eSport like, like match between two goofballs you know, like if if uh, two football teams are about to play and you play them virtually, like they like an old man could watch that and be like, oh, that's really cool. And they could show the little 12 year old beating up on somebody, you know, professionally. And then you, then you tell the boomer that that kid gets paid sixty thousand dollars a year to play video games. He's going to be interested. It goes both ways. And then there's obviously going to be people who absolutely hate every second of it. There's no oh, yeah. pleasing everybody. Oh, but... yeah. There's definitely going to be people who riot and, it's oh, a, this is stupid. I think it's a fine line to walk. And I think right now we're at not at the point where you're going to see something like that happen. Obviously, in the future, it might. But I 
I, I don't I don't know. Well, it's a fine I, line like now, just... but we're we're we were talking about the future of gaming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I yes, a hundred percent expect to see like the FIFA World Cup esport uh, being alongside right before, right after the actual thing, just like the Olympics, how they have the Special Olympics after. I a hundred percent expect to see that and i think I mean, that's the physical aspect though i mean like it, are you're gonna see like let's just use an example olympics 2032 or some crap like that the physical game comes out i mean you're gonna see some guy that's like mashing a and b together really fast to swim faster like i mean <laughs> i mean I don't, I don't expect to see it for a game like that but i 100 percent expect to see it for a game like fifa that's why i'm saying i i i until like FIFA, like the soccer, the sport itself is gone. I think it's gonna be really tough. Other than like on Twitch, like I think you're gonna have like that dedicated. I'm not saying e-sports. this in a fact that like, oh, the FIFA esport World Cup replaces FIFA World Cup. I'm saying it in the fact that it complements one another. They, like yeah, just yeah. ride off the hype of one viewership to the other and back and forth. Like there's gonna be people who care more about FIFA the game than there are the FIFA the sport. There's going to be more people who care about the sport than the video game. And you just take numbers from each and it just increases both. Yeah, fair enough. I see that. And all was perfect in the universe. We've all agreed. Uh, one last note here. I gotta, I gotta mention that our retirements, as long as the world doesn't come to an end and we all lose technology... Our retirements are going to be off the chain hook, okay? Dude, land parties at the nursing oh home my God. all day. I'm going to be teabagging those old geezers <laughs> in Halo. Brad non-stop. is, is going to be playing Hearthstone. <laughs> I'll be the only one playing Hearthstone. But here's the thing. Here's the thing you guys don't know. I have the advantage over you. Because we're all going to be like this one. We're... <laughs> Carpal tunnel. We're gonna be like the guy from Scary Movie Two with a strong hand, trying to pick up a controller. Right. And the thing is, you guys are laughing right now, but you don't need any functionality. I can have a nub and I can play Hearthstone. Okay. So I'm golden. You guys are done for. There's no way you're playing League because your hands are gonna be done. <laughs> I was I was playing uh I was playing Grim Dawn. And I was like, dang, my knuckles are hurting from clicking so much. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> I, need a, I need a brace or something, I feel like. I'm all of the ladies with my raging and oh, the nursing man. home playing League oh. of Legends. Nurse, I need a whiteboard. We're doing a Joe's tournament. going to be the number, the number one league player in the nursing home. Oh, and he's going to have a posse following him. And he's just going to be like... Yeah, I'm getting two puddings today. <laughs> oh, <God>. Well, well. <laughs> uh, on that note, I hope you all enjoyed this podcast. We did. We're glad to be back. It was too long of a break. We had plenty to talk about. If you stuck around to the end, thank you. I God love bless. you. God bless. Uh, you can contact us at uh, Twitter at Envision underscore org. You can email us at EnvisionGamingPodcast at gmail.com. Or you can comment right under the YouTube video. Have a or nice day. Oh, You can even find us in Discord about every day. Every day? Yeah. Uh, there's, there's a link tree link under the video. 
or uh, uh, through the Spotify link that you can get to the Discord and uh, come have a good time with us. Uh, peace and love. Later. Adios.